when we think about our identity and how it's it's wrapped into forgiveness and how we relate to people, um, we can we can take some examples from our everyday life, but we can also look at um, back to our heart and what God sees and and what he sees is our hearts and that's the soul of who we are our minds emotions our feelings and our thoughts everything comes from our hearts Mm -hmm. and so when we we experience or feel like anger or that that feeling of like just ungodly things like desires that are actually hurting us more than they're helping us and they're hurting our relationships um you know, God sees our heart, we can't. So how do we know when we're acting out of a place of like just doing it ourselves because that's who we are or it's become part of us and it shouldn't have? Yeah. Yeah, no, that is, it's a good segue into this. Um, it's a good segue into this episode. So as you know, we are in the Identity series. And so we've chosen to talk about forgiveness. And even though it may not be perceived as who you are, the Lord sees it, like mm-hmm. you're saying, very, very strongly as who we are. He has called his people to be people who have a heart of forgiveness. And rather, we're able to be his children and have a more intimate relationship, a closer relationship to the Lord um, through having a forgiving heart. So uh, even though it, we may believe that we are who we are and we don't have to necessarily forgive people in our lives, that's not true because our hearts mm-hmm. become calloused. Our hearts become unloving. Our hearts are toxic and tainted. And that's not who we are. God called us to be in his likeness, and that is far from who he is. He is a loving God, and out of his love, we are able to experience the, the grace and mercy and the compassion every single day that he gives us. And so we are going to be people of the Lord, and we are going to be his children. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we need to do the same thing. We need to be able to have love, compassion, and mercy in our heart overflowing. And that can't come from a calloused, unforgiving heart. And we can't separate. I'm only going to forgive this one person, but I'm not going to forgive these other people. Mm, that's it, really good. It's, it's, it's one of those principles where yeah. God's like, if you have anyone, anyone in your life that you need to forgive, go forgive them before you come to the altar to me. Hmm. Right? And we're going to dig yeah. in this episode yeah. now. So Brother, people... sister, friend, yes. acquaintance, someone in your family that you're close to, someone maybe you're not that close to, like anyone, right. anyone. Right. Yeah. And remembering that forgiveness doesn't mean, right, we're not doormats, but forgiveness mm-hmm. is a heart posture that the Lord wants us to experience because it's freedom. And that freedom is the, is the basis of how we can flourish in the identity that the Lord has called us to flourish in mm. and not be tainted by the identity the world would have us be stuck under. Mm. That's really good. All right. So today we're talking about forgiveness and we have uh, three different scriptures that really point out God's forgiving heart towards people and just to the extent and the depth of how much he actually forgives people. Um, MJ has a scripture that really kind of points out what 
what that looks like and how Jesus has forgiven us to the depths, to to the very bottom of our worst thing possible that we've ever done, the worst sin. Jesus has forgiven that completely, 100%. So I feel like that's just something right off the top that we should talk about. And there's a lot of scripture that points to that. Um, so MJ, you want to start us off? Yeah, definitely. Let's get into Matthew 18, 21. Um, it's a long scripture, so if you want to get your Bible, you can pause right now, grab your Bible, and just join us as we go through this scripture. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked the Lord, How many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, the king of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. As this servant fell to his knees before him, he said, Be patient with me, he begged, and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him and canceled the debt and let him go. But when the servant went out, he found out, that his fellow servants had owed him hundreds of silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant fell to his knees and begged him, Be patient with me, and I'll pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what he had done, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all the debt of yours because you begged me. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant, just as I had mercy on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the, to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all that he owed. This is how my Heavenly Father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Mm, that's going to be... That can be a, a really challenging teaching, Absolutely. actually. Kind of uh, heavy. Yeah. Torture you. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, I don't want to be tortured. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So if we, but you know, it's really, I'm just reading the end of this too, right? It's like, unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart, like that sticks out the most, right? So we can say, this is where it's important that we're actually talking about the action of forgiveness in your heart, like how important it is to authentically forgive, not just say you forgive and move forward and, and pretend like you've forgiven, but the Lord knows your heart. And so it's intentional that we see here that it says that you forgive from your heart because forgiveness is, is one of those things that people say like, yeah, I forgive them. It's fine. It doesn't bother me. But you see people still walking around with unforgiveness. And so we actually have a scripture, a story that talks exactly about some of the ways that people can be really, really just mean and evil towards one another. Mm -hmm. And that has to do with Joseph and his brothers, mm -hmm. how his brothers basically tried to murder him. Um, they, they sold him into slavery. Right? They did. Yeah, yeah, they sold him into slavery. Meanwhile, they actually had already taken this coat that was all bloodied up to his dad. And his dad is like, 
just mortified at the loss of his son, who mm-hmm. was his favorite son at the time, which, P.S., is why they hated him. Um, <laughs> he also had a dream saying they're going to bow down to him. So yeah. <laughs> it's kind of something that rubbed them the wrong way. He did Two kind of dreams. Yeah. He's like, I don't know. My, you guys all like were like, and I was standing up. And right? Like, I don't know how I'd receive that, but still. It would be hard to it, receive that yes. if anyone were to tell you you were going to like serve me one day. I mean, I honestly would have a really hard time. <laughs> my son does that to his older sisters, by the way. Like, you know, like I'm the king and they're like, no way. So I can <laughs> see that really bubble up in the in the human heart real time but anyhow continue. exactly but the envy came out right and okay. out of their envy they went from wanting to murder him to just abandoning him and then lying to their dad about what really happened to him which they delivered the worst anyway oh your son is dead so Years pass, right? And everyone thinks Joseph is dead when really he's a slave in Egypt. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to pick up the story um, to the point where the brothers find out that he actually is like a priest. He's like a king. Second in command. Second in command to Pharaoh. And yeah. And so we're skipping through a lot of this. This is a beautiful story. But there's so many things in Joseph's life, right, that happens. Like he he gets favor by the Lord because the Lord is with him through this whole pastime from being a slave, right? Thought mm-hmm. like being, you know, said to be dead, but then actually being a slave to being second in command to the Pharaoh and setting them up um, in a time of great famine. Like the Lord gave him, you know, just revelation that there was going to be a famine. So position yeah. this whole kingdom yeah. in a place where they would be po- like prosperous, even in a famine. So we're skipping a bunch of the, the story of Joseph of how he developed in his character and how God worked the integrity into his heart from being, you know, a young teen to now being second in command a man who'd been through so many events um, mm-hmm. that really sculpted his heart into a humble spirit, mm-hmm. right? Um, but now that. we're taking it, you're taking it to the the point where he's already received the favor, he's elevated, he's in second in command. He used everything um, in that process to be able to be a, a righteous man, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and then the brothers, um, that famine happens mm-hmm. in, in Israel and his brothers come back, actually his dad, tells his brothers to go to Egypt to get some food. Mm-hmm. And that's where Joseph is. And Joseph recognizes his brothers, but his brothers don't recognize him. They want, you know, food. Joseph gives it to them. He ends up eventually showing them that he is Joseph. Mm-hmm. And they tell their dad. His dad is just like, I have to see this. So he goes to Egypt and Lo and behold, Joseph is alive. Mm-hmm. And like, it's a great family family reunion, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes. great. Then Jacob dies, which is the brother's dad. Joseph's brother, Joseph and his brother's dad dies. Mm-hmm. And that's where we pick up the story right here in chapter 15. Genesis 50, 15 is where we're going to pick up. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. 
it goes on a little further to talk about how Joseph eventually was like, of course I forgive you guys. Like, I'm not in the place of God, but I'm going for- to forgive, but also provide for you. I want you to come live with me. I want you to be with me and have all our kids hang out and be a family again. And that's how the story ends. Um, and what's, what's so important there is that piece where Joseph responds and how he weeps the moment his, even though his brothers are once again lying, they're making up a story about his dad yeah. telling them, Joseph, you have to forgive us. That's what dad said. He really didn't say that, but the brothers are so scared because their brotherly tie was shattered. Mm-hmm. The moment that they had thrown him in that hole, made up lies about his death, that brotherly tie, that it wasn't strong enough for them to just have confidence in that he would be, that they would be treated well anymore. Mm-hmm. After their father died. After their father right. died. And so they are like, oh my gosh, dad told you to forgive us though. And he, <laughs> but he weeps and he weeps and he weeps. And like you were saying, MJ, his heart had been molded and sculpted at that point already based on so much of what he went through to be able to be humble enough to be like, guys, I love you and I forgive you, not to hold anything against them after their dad died, Mm -hmm. not to repay them for anything that they had done because they had done a lot, but to actually not only forgive them, but he says, and this is a beautiful point, he says... You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. And that is such a beautiful, that's what we want to see. Yes. And that's, that's where we, that's our hope is that the forgiveness can, can actually save people. Absolutely. And it's, that is my one of my favorite scriptures um and so often we hear it like what the enemy meant for harm the lord turned for good you hear that over and over again and that that paraphrase comes from this scripture where that forgiveness the the ability for joseph to forgive his family like it's your family it's the closest to you it's the people that you are believing to be for you um puts you off to be you know left for dead how from the beginning of this story to the end of the story where he has the ability to do whatever he wants, he has the upper hand to not just reap the justice he thinks might be, you know, right mm-hmm. or, or the vengeance. But instead, he has been transformed in the process by the Lord and he has been given the heart that the Lord knew he would have, a, a heart of integrity, of, of humility, of knowing like that the Lord is sovereign because even through all the, the tribulations that he went through, he felt the favor of the Lord in it. But he had been transformed, Joseph, so much that when he had the ability to be the one to take vengeance, he was like, absolutely not. And he could mm-hmm. see and have wisdom, right? He's like, but what what you meant for harm, like, right? Like the Lord turned for good, essentially. And that that just shows that our heart is not meant to be tied down by wanting to seek vengeance is not is the desire for the Lord and why he emphasizes so much in scripture and Jesus coming and, and saving us and having the ability to have reconciliation to him is that we would have a heart that is liberated from wanting to seek vengeance and wanting to seek our own um, ability to have justice because then that takes 
right? That that takes our heart into a place of pride and ego and wickedness because we aren't. Like, the Lord didn't come here to, to just have havoc and bring his wrath. He came down here to save us. He came down here to pay a debt, and he did it. And he didn't need to because we were all wicked. At that time when the people that he was saving were persecuting him, right? And he was being slaughtered for our sin. He did that because he loved us. And so he says, you know, even in the first scripture that we shared, like, I have done it all for you. I've forgiven you of all this wickedness. Now, I want you to do the same because I know that if you don't have a heart like this, you will not be able to experience my presence. You will not be able to have the the freedom that I want you to have in the fullness of what you can through forgiveness. He's with us when we're unforgiving still, but that fullness of having freedom and a transformed heart, it's not there. And so when we think about like tying it all together, right, and we think about our family dynamic and we think about the people who have grieved us, and we think about friends and even people we may not know who have come against us, God so much loves us that he knows that the burden of unforgiveness is too high to let us stay there. And so he says, he calls us to action. You want your answers to your prayers? Go and forgive your brother and sister. Because if you don't forgive that, even if your prayer is answered, you are going to carry grief that you're not supposed to carry with any response to prayer. So go fix your heart. Get mm. that poison out. Mm. And then approach me because I'll give you the fullness of what you're asking. And so um, I also want to just, you know, emphasize too is like Joseph, right? Like these men may not have been perfect even when they came, right? It wasn't this beautiful fairy tale where they had, the people around him had a transformed heart. Yeah, some of them probably grew more and had more um, integrity, but they were still mm. lying clearly. But it wasn't Joseph's motivation to be forgiving based off of their actions. It was the integrity that God built in him. Like So for us, regardless of what that other person does, so even if you are saying you have a conversation with someone in the physical and you are like, I forgive you, and the response to that isn't what you expect, realize that's not your motivation because your forgiveness Mm -hmm. in your heart comes from what the Lord calls you to do because he knows it's freeing, not on how the other person receives it or even Mm -hmm. if they acknowledge that they need forgiveness because that's where it becomes more grieving or there's more grief. Is when you're like, okay, I'm gonna be the, I'm gonna be the bigger person. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna forgive you. Yeah, and then it's just a word and not a heart action when they don't receive mm-hmm. it. And you're like, yeah. oh, never mind. I take it back. I'm done. Yeah. You know what? Oh, you yeah. don't forgive me. I shouldn't have even yeah. forgiven you in the first place. <laughs> and how dare you? And then you go in a bigger hole and you're oh, like, I should have just kept my mouth shut, Lord. And then he's like, <laughs> he's like, I knew they weren't gonna so forgive funny. you. I'm testing your heart to make sure that you still forgive them regardless of their action. Yeah. Um, and so I just said yeah, personally just speaking because yeah. I've been there you know I'm like I'm taking it back and prayer like really you had home. me say this and look at them like they didn't even know they did anything wrong God and he's like it was for your heart yeah the contentment that I take in, in knowing that your heart needs to be in a place where regardless is it if they understand it ever that you're not stuck in that place of hardened heartness because he it's a privilege to have a softened heart to receive um, love and to give love Right. So many people are stuck in offense and unforgiveness that they don't even know what it feels like to want to love or mm. to receive love. Right. And so um, I, I could talk for days about the family dynamic, too. But I'll just say this one other piece about how the Lord calls us to forgive. So if we're thinking about 
Joseph's situation. We look at his setup. He had a forgiving heart towards these people. He was able to go through all of the hardships that he did and elevate his family's dynamic, regardless of them deserving it. And at the end of this, we need to realize that the kingdom vision is different than the world vision. We are not entitled to determine what is right in the kingdom. So here we know that the Bible is our, our, our sense of truth. But where I'm taking this is that God knows more so what is right than we do. So we walk in, in obedience. We listen to what he says. If he says forgive and to give and to be gracious and to have grace, that doesn't mean that we know the threshold of how much that means. So oftentimes we are in our families and we're like, I already forgave them. I did my part. But God's like, forgive them and display grace. And that's what Joseph did. He forgave them and he displayed mm -hmm. grace and saying everything that I have worked towards in the process, all the abundance that I now have, it's yours. You get to take part in this, even though yeah. you were really against it. Because That's the Lord good. also had known from the very moment that all this bad stuff was happening to Joseph, that at the end of this, he was still going to need to have that integrity of heart to not just display forgiveness, but also to display grace, which is supernatural. Right? How often is it that someone hurts us so much, mm, so That is so good. And we want to say, oh... I forgive you, and by the way, let me give you this beautiful gift. Have yeah. everything that I have. It's all yours, even yes. though you may not have, you know, completely changed your ways. Mm -hmm. Or, like, earned it. Or earned it. Earned or put any sweat back. into this work. Mm -hmm. But he realizes that everything that we have, all the blessings that we have, all the things that we are able to enjoy is a blessing from the Lord. And the Lord blesses us and allows our hearts to be giving because he will mm -hmm. give us abundantly more than we ask for if we keep that flowing place of love and grace and forgiveness. Yeah. MJ, would you like to wrap us up in prayer? Absolutely. Lord, thank you so much that we are able to approach your throne, Lord. We are just praying for our brother and sister right now that you may be able to open their hearts more towards any unforgiveness, God. They may be able to release that unforgiveness to you today, and they may be able to walk in the path of forgiveness today. Lord, we know that your ways are higher, and oftentimes it's hard to take the path that you've called us to, but we know that it is right. So we just pray that you would give them a willing spirit, that your Holy Spirit would give them um, just so much strength and encouragement to walk towards forgiveness. I pray, Father, that you would allow them to have revelation, Lord, that in this season they may be able to let go of any kind of offense or, or grief that they're holding on to, God, that they may be able to let it go to you. Mm -hmm. Let you direct them in their ways that they should be living and let their heart be soft. I pray that as they release this to you, God, that you would have mercy and compassion and that you would fill their heart with joy and compassion towards their brother and sister and that they may have an overflow, Lord, an overflow of your grace because they may feel your presence in the process. And we just pray, Father, that you may also, um, Lord, just in the other person who they may be forgiving, give them a receiving heart. Let their heart be softened to this person. Let there be reconcil like reconciliation, God, that would honor you. Let your, yes. your presence be known and let this be a story that glorifies you, God. We thank you so much for this time, Lord Jesus. It's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen.